Welcome back to Ben and Matt's Marvelous Journey. This is an MCU podcast. It is episode 42. What could it possibly be about? Ant-Man Quantumania? No, we, we're doing that next year. Uh, we are here to clarify some stuff uh, that has been neglected, or possibly if you're a newish listener, you don't even understand what the hell we're talking about at the end of every episode. That is our all-Marvel list, which is our list of the best performances in the MCU, and here to help me clarify it is Ben Phillips. Ben, this is... I think this is your brainchild, this list, in the, in the first place. I mean, the spreadsheet behind it, or like the impetus to have it on the spreadsheet, is probably my impetus, even well, though the one we're staring at is your yes. brainchild. Uh-huh. Um, I think I, I originally had something that was tracking all of this, but we've now transferred over to a a, a, a nicely laid out and got like multiple tabs on its spreadsheet with yeah. many, 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 many <laughs> names on it. Um, I just, I, yeah, so like way back... Episode one, when we did Iron Man, and and the the goal was to make it to Infinity War. Oh, how naive we were! Every episode, we decided who from this movie, um, because they didn't make TV back then, gets on the list or the, the all Marvel list, the best performances. And um, yeah, we we made these rules when we started that like yeah, if we feel nobody is good enough, then you keep a pick in your back pocket. And if somebody later like does a performance better than the one they already did, you free up the previous one to put them on, or, or you know, however you want to think about it. So uh, we did that every episode, uh, and then the podcast ballooned out of control as we got to Infinity War, and then Marvel kept making movies, which is very rude of them. Uh, so we went beyond Endgame. We found a nice ending with Far From Home, uh, and then we switched to the, like yearly format which we've done the last two years where we check in once a year and just run through the stuff and yeah we found yeah, i think i think it was originally like a top 20 when we finished with infinity war it got to a 25 <laughs> when we finished with endgame and now two years later it's a top 40 yeah because the the when this podcast was conceived infinity war would make 18 movies we got a bonus pick each where it's like i just want this extra random person it made 20 20 is a nice number endgame made 25 that's a nice number and now everything is fucking insane but by the end of this session we should have 40 names which is again a nice number we like nice numbers. <laughs> we do like nice numbers. No top 17 movies of whatever, whatever, Mike Thomas. Anyway, so, yeah, 2022's projects that we've been covering this year, kind of a dearth, like, kind of a lot of, of blanks and a lot of, like, I guess this person, just because of the size of the damn thing. Like, in the early episodes, I used to run through who was on this list every single episode. That became untenable as it grew beyond the 20s. Uh, so it's time to just iron all of this out and just clarify exactly what's going on and make our final few picks. Uh, because coming into this, we had three names to play with. No, two names, I think, and we're now going to increase that to four because of things I will explain. But let's just run down how this all shaked out. So Iron Man, we picked Robert Downey Jr., Incredible Hulk, Nobody, Iron Man 2, Sam Rockwell, Thor... Tom Hiddleston, Captain America First Avenger, Hayley Atwell, The Avengers, Matt Ruffalo, and we used the spare pick on Scarlett Johansson from Incredible Hulk, and then we replaced Tom Hiddleston's performance uh, with the Avengers one. So that's the end of phase one. Nice, Are we, are we clean. fans of Avengers, Matt? Because that's, that's a lot of performances. <laughs> it is, it is. 
Um, but hey, what can I say? <laughs> Actor-led movie by a TV guy. So that's the end of phase one. Nice, clean. Moving on to phase two, Iron Man 3. Sir Ben Kingsley, obviously. And then we swapped out Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man 1 performance, perhaps controversially for his Iron Man 3 performance. Not controversially to us, because we are in the right about Iron Man 3, but hey. Uh, nobody for Thor The Dark World. Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Evans using the spare pick from Thor The Dark World. Uh, and then for Guardians of the Galaxy, we made the controversial decision to pick the entire core five Guardians cast. <laughs> um, because it is just, you know, it hinges on all five of them and, and you know, fight us. Age of Ultron, I tried for James Spader, but nobody. Ant-Man, Michael Pena. Okay, so that was phase two. Phase three, yes, Danny Jr. and Chris Evans replaced themselves, Doctor Strange, nobody. Guardians 2, Michael Rooker. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Michael Keaton and Tom Holland using one of the spare picks I've already lost. See, this is where it started to get messy. Thor Ragnarok, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan, Danai Guerrero, Chadwick Boseman. Letitia Wright was originally on <laughs> instead of Chadwick. We later came back and did a little swap Infinity War, Josh Brolin, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Nobody, Captain Marvel, Ben Mendelsohn, Avengers Endgame, Karen Gillan, Far From Home, Zendaya. Uh, and then we move on to the annual format and we get WandaVision, we have Catherine Hahn and Elizabeth Olsen. Falcon and Winter Soldier, we pick Nobody. Loki, we pick Jonathan Majors and Sofia DiMartino. Black Widow, Florence Pugh. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Tony Leung. Eternals, nobody. <laughs> and I've just realised we have nobody from Eternals in any of the maybe piles as well. That's quite funny. Hawkeye, Haley Steinfeld, and then Spider-Man No Way Home, Marissa Tomei. We originally had, as I mentioned, when it was an 18-episode thing to round up to 20, we had two bonus picks. Those just became awkward over time. They then, after No Way Home, transformed into Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina, who are kind of like thank you legacy picks to the like old spider-man raimi trilogy but it just nicely got rid of them a bit and then we find ourselves with this year where as it stands as recorded uh moon knight nobody Doctor strange in the multiverse of madness elizabeth olsen replaces her wandavision performance miss marvel iman Vellani. thor love and thunder absolutely nobody uh she <laughs> i just really want to underline that one uh she helped tatiana maslany Werewolf by Night, I did get Gael Garcia Bernal on the list, and then finally last week, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Tina Huerta, and Angela Bassett. That is the list as it stands, and we had picks spare. So, first things first, let's just knock Gael Garcia Bernal right off that list. I regretted <laughs> it about 10 minutes after we finished recording. I just pushed back a little bit. and you I know, I know. I was... <sighs> I like what he's doing, and like in a movie with like three people who are really of any meaning in it. I was like, I like him the best of those three, and I like this thing, so I'm going to push for him. But uh, let's drop him. And then the other incredibly awkward elephant in the room, in the time between (laughs) recordings, because that should be acknowledged, we recorded the Wakanda Forever podcast almost, what, three weeks ago? Something like that? Yeah, it was almost like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jonathan Majors. Uh, has revealed himself to be himself, um, in, according to the testimony of people that have known him for a long time. You know, we have some people on this list who have done some bad stuff, um, and that even saying bad stuff is probably being too flippant about what he has done, allegedly, if his lawyers are listening. But we don't feel comfortable having him on the list right now, as it's an active investigation, and like it sure does seem like he did it, and it's all very fresh. So if you're an art separate art from artist person yes that performance is incredible but 
fuck it. It's our list. He's coming off. Um, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, you will still be able to go listen to our episodes where we heap praise upon him. Yeah. It's just for a written article that's yeah. going to be published in the middle of like like court proceedings and whatnot. Like it's just one of those things where it's like let's maybe like shuffle this off because like again yeah. we don't even know if there's an internal investigation at Disney to see whether or not like he's going to continue on in the role and it would feel weird to kind of like jump the gun and kind of like put our flag down and kind of go like we're forever Jonathan Major's truthers and just, yeah. yeah I I thought he was the guy I'll be honest I was like he is set up to be one of the biggest stars in Hollywood coming I, off the stuff he's come off but... that's what makes the stuff so embarrassing about all of this is like yeah. you had Hollywood in your back pocket you were in the biggest movie or one of the biggest movies of the year so far the highest grossing Rocky movie ever yeah. And you've like like potentially pissed all that away in, yeah. in, in one evening. Yeah. Uh so with him off and uh Garcia Banal off, that is thirty-six. So we have four to choose from to go on here. We acknowledged while doing these recent ones, some of these people that we're like softly considering are like worse than people from a long time ago when it was like way more clear-cut, right, this person has to get on, but we just ignored a lot of maybes who are actually quite strong in retrospect when you look at the newer stuff. So we have dipped back into the past um, and looked at people that, you know, some of them we, we did throw on a maybe pile. Um, you know, Charlie Cox was discussed and and, and uh, Paul Bettany and Oscar Isaac and, and lots of people like that, Jeremy Renner. Um, and then there are a load of people that we just never even had a conversation about, like... Gwyneth Paltrow and Paul Rudd and I'm not picking the best ones I'm just I'm literally just choosing names but yeah so yeah like because of the way that it used to be where like we were saving up names and there were a lot of names we wanted to support we we kind of like were not even like putting people in contention early on so like there are movies early on like Captain America First Avenger where I like basically every performance in that movie and it was like well it's Hayley Atwell, Hayley Atwell gets the one pick that we've got at the moment and we're also kind of aware we're saving up for the Avengers the next week so we were doing a disservice to these performances early on that were like actually quite a few good supporting performances in them and then like we were obviously splurging later on when we had multiple picks saved up so you get to stuff like Black Panther where we give out three names, Avengers where we give out three names and now in the last last year we've kind of hit the inverse of that where like we didn't want to honour anyone and so now we've got this like massive pile up of, of potential names to go for and we don't have a recorded list of kind of like who were potentially in contention in those early years. We've kind of had to rack our brain and kind of go through like who are those enduring performances for both of us that we maybe gave a short shrift to kind of five years ago so in the spirit of that we each went away and made a list of five each ranked and you're just gonna hear it in the room the debate and i believe we're going by there will be movies rules where if we both have the same name they're on and then if we've got more than three i guess it we settle tie breaks and stuff with the ranked list, and then we argue about whatever's left. So I don't think we'll have the four names on both of our lists. I think that's highly unlikely Same. because I, I know, you know like, who I'm, I am. I'm, 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 I know who you are. <laughs> I know immediately that you're going to have James Spader at like one or two. No, so, no, no. I actually left him off. I thought about oh, it real what? hard. I thought about it real hard. I do really like his work as Ultron, but 
I know I'm on an island in the middle of like the deepest ocean. Like, like no one has ever charted this land and I'm stranded there. No, I did not have James Spader. So I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want to go like number one each? Let's do five each. So we start from the bottom. From the bottom? Okay. From the bottom. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Let me go first. Let me grab my notepad. <sighs> so unprepared. I, it's right next to me. It's just I put the mouse on top of it. Mm-hmm. My number five pick. Mm-hmm. Which I think is actually kind of like uh, inspired by WandaVision later on is and and kind of like rewarding their early work in this franchise. Uh, Kat Dennings. Interesting. Yeah, I, I do really have a soft spot for her. I've always just thought like not quite enough scenes to really. I, I, I think it's kind of like just accumulative across the two. Well, that's the problem. And, and WandaVision. If I was going to single out a single one, it probably would be one division at this point because yeah. I think like that's kind of like the distillation of the character. Yeah. But I just think, in terms of the hierarchy of human sidekicks or like human comedy figures, like we yeah. don't have enough of those on no. the list. And I think she is probably head and shoulders the best of those because by the time you get to Infinity War and Endgame, every supporting character is a superhero, and there's no time for any human characters. Yeah. Um, and like Clark Gregg and Kat Dennings are kind of like the early two examples of those. And I didn't put Clark Gregg down, but he was definitely like in contention for yeah. Like, five. is there a is there a single? I guess you could go for Avengers, but like I mean, he is the glue of that movie. I yeah. I think Avengers works worse if it isn't for Clark Gregg and yeah. he got a whole TV show off it. So like, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Well, I did not go Kat Dennings. Uh, number five, I went Gwyneth Paltrow for Iron Man One. I just think she nailed that role of Pepper and, and like, you know, the the chemistry with RDJ and, you know, the whole Tony Stark does have a heart types, you know, all of that is good. Um, but it's a soft, like, I know she's not getting on. I just want to shout her out because I don't think for even a second did we acknowledge anyone but RDJ as, as a contender for Iron Man 1. So... No, Gwyneth is really good, and it's one of those things where, like, you realise that even even when she forgets that she's in movies, when she's <laughs> like switched on, she's really good. She knows uh, her assignment. She just like the rest is fucking details for nerds to get upset yeah. about. Like, <laughs> I think she also paled in comparison to Haley Atwell because I think we were kind of like, well, of the Phase One yeah. romantic or interests, like if you're if you're looking at. Gwyneth, Liv Tyler, and and Natalie Portman in comparison to Hayley Atwell. Hayley Atwell is this, yeah. like... Like, there's a reason why Hayley Atwell becomes the linchpin emotional moment at the end of Endgame. Um, even if Gwyneth is obviously... <laughs> also got a show, but yeah, and Gwyneth is obviously like... She does have that big moment, but it, you have to point out that in Endgame they do kind of go like, yeah, but we've spent more time with Tom Holland, and so let's give Tom Holland the, <laughs> the bigger emotional farewell moment for RTJ. Yeah. Okay, so neither of them are automatically on the list yet, and based on how numbers work, both <laughs> cannot get on. Unless you have Gwyneth further up, and I have Cat further up, but I do not have Cat on the list, so. Uh, so number four, I went Jeremy Renner for Hawkeye specifically. Um, Renner got on for Ultron from you, and then came off, and then talked about him a bit for Hawkeye. I think he is doing good work. It does irk me a bit that we have five of the six Avengers on the list not that like he should automatically waltz on but I do think cumulatively he has put in a lot of good shifts and like yes there's some personal life ickiness which I think is kind of why he came off but like I don't know I I think his work in Hawkeye for me I would like to shove him in the direction of the list even if he doesn't get on (laughs) Uh, so my number four is Jeremy Renner (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I guess yeah, he's on. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly the same reason as you. It irks me that we have five of the six Avengers on the list. Uh, he was always kind of like bubbling up for me as like, and again, I think Hawkeye kind of cemented that like this is a, it is a good performance. It's just he doesn't really get time to stretch it because obviously he's he's a zombie in Avengers and then Avengers Age of Ultron. Like people really fucking hate when they gave him character stuff to do, but yeah. I think he's really good in Age of Ultron. I yep. think his his exasperation in Civil War is a lot of fun, and obviously. Whilst I think it's probably like a stunted emotional arc, I think the emotional arc in Endgame is also really solid. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I do. I really like Renner's performance. Um, I might be also kind of influenced by the fact that I also really like his performance in stuff like the Mission Impossible movies, which <laughs> he seems to have like disappeared from because he had to film uh, Avengers. He had the keys to the kingdom, and then they were like, mm, actually, I think Tom's got the juice for like another decade of this, it turns <laughs> out. And he did, so fuck it. Yeah, and, um, and sadly, because of that, he was at home and was able to be in mortal peril uh, very recently, rather yes. than filming Aven uh, Avengers, Mission Impossible 7, 8. Yeah. Uh, so Renner's on, I guess. Bolded. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, right, give me your number three. Uh, my number three uh, is come up this miniseries um, as like a, a maybe pal for me, but again, it's kind of in a similar vein to Cat Dennings. It's Benedict Wong. I think it's just a cumulative, like just putting in the work. And and also, I watched Sunshine the other day, and he's really good in Sunshine. And uh, I just want to see is. give give Benedict Wong his flowers for for earning so much fucking money from being on all the big movies in this lit franchise. Mm. For me, it's kind of a, a similar Coulson and 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 sorry. Greg and, and Denning's thing where like I like the character overall cumulatively. I can't pin down one individual thing where I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, put him on the list. Is, yeah, is, I think is that, that, that's that's our like core difference here is that I've kind of got a lot of those cumulative names on mine and you've <laughs> maybe got kind of like I really like these. I mean, you have to pin them to a project. That's the rules. I mean I mean if I mean Cat <laughs> Dennings I do one division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Benedict you're not doing Wong, that. It's just yeah. Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong's the tough one. Where that one is really cumulative. <laughs> it might be She-Hulk because you can cheat them because you've got like three different versions of Wong in that. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg would be Avengers if he was yeah, on my five. Yeah, yeah. Um. So my number three was Paul Bettany from One Division. I think another one who kind of cumulatively has always been good as Jarvis, and then like I actually kind of like his work in Age of Ultron, but he arrives so late in the movie. Like, him growing a cape. That's obviously not acting, but that's funny. And then him saying, I was only born yesterday is good. But, you know, for all that we memed it, his speech about grief, um, his general antics, being like Dick Van Dyke, <laughs> being Dick Van Dyke light um, in WandaVision, him freaking out with Agatha and, like, you know, what's going on. I think, yeah, in a, in a show where there are two sort of powerhouse performances, and then a lot of really good supporting ones. I think he got lost in the shuffle a little bit, so I have him at number three. Do you have him on your list at all? Well, I was going to ask what your number two was. Oh, my number two was Letitia Wright. Okay. Um, for Black Panther 1, specifically. We had her yeah, on, yeah, we took her off. I feel kind of bad about it. We got Chadwick on, which I feel good about. But I'm like, hey, we got all these spare picks. Let's restore balance to the universe and get Letitia Wright back on, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I literally text you before this. I said, I could make this list entirely from names from Black Panther. I know. <laughs> um, like, yeah, like I Andy just, Serkis yeah. isn't on my list, but Andy Serkis is like, that's yeah. a really good, yep. fun villain performance. He's, he's one of the first names I shoved on the never considered pile. I was like, you know what? Andy Serkis was good in, in both Ultron and Black Panther, more specifically. Yeah, I just like her I mean, as the, I, yeah, as the foil Letitia, Letitia, kid Letitia. sister, like, 
you know, what are those, kick the dummy, you know, all that sort of shit. Like, I think she's just really fun in that movie. I don't have Letitia on my <gasps> list. Oh, no. I have another performance from Black Panther. Okay. Uh, but I think that's always been the debate that we've had between the two of us where I've really liked the other performance that I've not named yet. <laughs> so, like, we'll we'll see how we come down on that. But, like, I mean, yeah, I think about restoring balance to the universe, Letitia Wright would make sense. We are now adding a name to the list, however, because my number two is Paul Bettany. Nice. All right. So Yeah, Paul, Be- Paul Bettany is really good. I... I want to push that we give them both it for Age of Ultron, just because I really like the idea of us having multiple Age of Ultron performances on this list. And, so we've shifted and... from defending Iron Man three to like sh- to defending Age of Ultron, which I've kind of always done, but I've softly it's, like it's <laughs> the weakest Avengers movie. I still think there's a, like enough ideas there, even if it's a, like a massively compromised project that doesn't know what it needs to be for like the entire runtime. But the stuff that works in that, like the Paul Bettany arc. Or like the the vision arc is really good, yeah. the Renner arc is really good. The stuff that lets it down is that like Aaron Taylor Johnson ain't great. I think, I mean, I I like Spader enough, but I do think Ultron is kind of like a little undercooked in that movie. Mm. Um, and then also just the the Thor subplot is is baffling. I think when they all just go their separate ways and like Tony's at the Nexus and we never see him again and Thor's in a cave and you know they all just yeah, it's the most Avengers. Avengers movie. It is the most of It's the only one that actually has them working as a team, yeah. really. Like I love that. Obviously after- like those first half that first half hour, I was like, oh my god, they've they are back. Like how could they possibly top Avengers? And then it like tails off after that. But yeah, when you like move from here they are doing a cohesive mission of the week type thing in their matching uniforms, and then off they go for a nice like a fun hangout party and, and all of that. I was like, Whoa, they are cooking and then uh falls apart a bit uh okay so Renner's on Bentley's on half our picks are gone and we have exhausted more than half of our lists but here we go my number one is Winston Duke interesting I do he's... really like him in Black Panther 1 he that's what he's on here for I think he's he's a again it's a really strong like supporting comedic performance that I just kind of like I like to to shine a light on some of those and obviously we do do the comedic performances quite often like we've got Pena on this list we've got Kingsley on this <laughs> list like Mendelssohn's a, a comedic performance in yeah. uh in in that movie yeah that movie. Uh, <laughs> That movie, Captain Marvel, sorry. Yeah, you know, that little thing that we all forget about. For some reason, about. Secret Invasion was the first thing that came into my brain for Mendelssohn. of like, well, that's not going to be a comedic performance at this point. So, uh, um, not that we know, you released it for that one. I thought it was July, uh, uh, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. July, odd. Uh, yeah, I mean, Winston Duke, I really love his performance. I think he's just an outstanding presence in that. I think he is someone who, I, I don't want to say Hollywood is sleeping on a little bit, but he's someone who can lead movies, because obviously mm. he is also in... Um, in Us in 2019, which he's fantastic in. I take it you, Uh-oh. when you were looking at, I could make a list of all Black Panther. You were like, well, there's Lupita. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's like it was like it's Winston, Lupita, Letitia, Circus, and I, I think that was where I got like stuck. Where I was just like, is there a fifth one on here that I could like stump for? Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of I pulled back on that one and took it to one. But I, I knew that you would have a Black Panther name really on here. And I... Sterling Brown or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who I forgot was even in it. Right, my number one is Charlie Cox. He's <laughs> 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 so fucking horny, literally and figuratively. <laughs> it is also kind of like a legacy pick. Like, you know, I'm an enormous Daredevil, the show, Stan. Um, so pleased to see him back in Marvel proper. It's not just that, though. I do think on the strength of that one episode, he is very good. I fully acknowledge 
he will almost certainly go on for Daredevil Born Again. So it's kind of a waste of a pick in some ways, but he's my man. So <laughs> he's my number one. So we have two locks and then what, like six names to get down to two? Well, okay, let's. I, I'm going to give you Letitia. Okay. Balance I, the universe. I, I, I will seed Winston and kind of like go like Letitia. My so, so my count sorry, I didn't like really rebut to Winston Duke. My my counterpoint was would be like he's in that movie for like three minutes. <laughs> Total. He, probably. Makes, he makes a lot there, of the three it's minutes. It's a very good three minutes, but if we're doing that, I'll take you to Stanley Tucci, who I think gives you a better three minutes. I mean that's the thing is because I'm like, <laughs> are there is there anyone who didn't make our lists that were kind of like I've always had like, like a like... guilty thing about Brie Larson. I think that movie is severely compromised, but like I think she is very good as Carol, and like I really want to see that character back and doing meaningful acting in future things. Um, obviously, she's got a chance at a do-over later this year, but I don't feel so strongly about it that I'm like, ah, oh, definitely she's in the five. Like I made a five, and then I made another five. <laughs> Who are like, I'm not actually going to say these people, but like... No, I'm... no, say, say these five people. Because um, I've, I've got like... Mine would be like Clark Gregg, Stanley Tucci. Kind of like those names and stuff like that. Um, I had Tucci, I had Daniel Bruhl, I had Brie Larson, James Spader, and I had Oscar Isaac as like a shrug. Like, I guess he is good. But I don't... I like the idea of not rewarding him. <laughs> personally. So yeah, like, I do really like Clark Gregg, obviously. Like, Avengers... We huge fans of Avengers, and as you say, that movie falls apart without him. But yeah, so so we've got three out of the four like checked off. I don't know. I mean, look, you gave me Letitia, so I'm kind of happy for you to pick anyone you want. <laughs> if you really, if you only got like I got the like Charlie Cox. I'm pretty sure I will get eventually, and Gwyneth is like a kind of a soft. Yeah, I guess. So, like, I've got three of my five, so, like, honestly... Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy that, like, we've got another Black Panther person on this cast, even if it's not, like, my number one. It's someone who was on the list previously, so I'm not, like, fighting for it. So I'm just yeah. kind of sat there and, like, what what do we do with this last pick? Because, like, Clark Gregg kind of honours the origins. We could go Clark Gregg if you want, and just I know, abandon that's both just... fives and just go, fuck I... it, Clark Gregg. <laughs> Clark Gregg honours the entire thing. Stanley Tucci, as we say, is probably the best one scene performance from anyone in mm. the MCU, I think. Like, I think so. If we, if we wanted to lean that way. Um, I had him on and then I was like, I can't. And then I was like, could I though? <laughs> he was the, the last cut on my list. Mm. What about the way that Michael Douglas says ants? We give it to Michael Douglas but exclusively for the advert that him and Paul Rudd did <laughs> where they're just like <laughs> slapping their knees. Yeah, yeah. I really like Linda Cardellini. I really like Wanmi Masaka. I like Owen Wilson. There's a lot of people who I, I kind of like. We could go Benedict Wong if you want to go that way. Um, I even started but, talking myself back into Hopkins because in Thor 1 he's actually engaged. <laughs> like, No, he wrote no acting required on like every line in that script. He wasn't engaged. Fair enough. Fair enough. He but that's like, the one of the three where he's doing acting, I think. But true but yeah. it, but it is the one where it's like he's in this costume that's like yeah this is doing like 80 percent of the work for me i just need to shout a little bit and, and he's got an accent so i mean come on he's got to be classy and powerful <laughs> um yeah no completely up to you we could do clark greg i feel really bad that kobe smulders has never gotten that like equivalent like she's shown up so much and everyone loves her in general but like maria hill has never really had <laughs> maybe maybe secret invasion she'll shine but 
Um, I, I wonder if it is one of those things where, like, if How I Met Your Mother had wrapped up a little bit earlier, would she have been rolled into the cast of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something as, like, a... Maybe. As, she like, showed a big up name. once, I think. Well, uh, I think it's, like, she, sh- she showed up a couple of times, but obviously she's led, kind of, like, two or three TV shows since since How I Met Your Mother ended. Yeah. And, Do you retool and, the I've, show so that she's the director, basically, and, like, Coulson is reporting to her? Yeah, I mean, mm. and obviously she's got Secret Invasion later on yeah. this year, where like every all of the Earth-based people who are still alive are kind of. <laughs> I like, think that might be it. good. It, it's my it's my hope it might be good. Are we saying Clark? It Greg? might be. It, what if it might be, the MCU's Andor? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, we're saying Clark Greg. I'm saying oh, are we saying Clark Greg? Like it, it's completely your call at this point. I I think it, I I genuinely think even looking at my list in terms of like because Wong and Dennings are like legacy like they've done so much work across multiple things but they don't have that singular kind of like yeah. great performance and I think ultimately it comes down to Greg and Tucci. I feel better about of of that trio of, of the cumulative appearances. I feel better about Clark Greg's like this is the one. Than I do any of the others, and yeah, I mean, because again, he is he is the glue of Avengers. Yeah. I think, it's, like, it's I immediately bent. think of the death scene, but then I also think of him fumbling for his baseball cards with with Steve, and like, you know, making Tony jealous with Pepper, and just throughout that goddamn movie, and and you know, him on the phone, you know, uh, to Black Widow's would be captors. Yeah, I'm starting to feel real good about Clark Gregg now. So. <laughs> yeah, okay, Clark Gregg. Clark um, Gregg is our last pick. I'm going to add Stanley Tucci to the maybe pile for, for first Avenger, <laughs> just because like it never came up then, but like he is probably the best one-scene performance in the MCU, and I just want to, like, yeah. if we ever end up in the situation again, it's yeah. just like he's there as like a name we immediately have to consider. Yeah. For when we can't pick Jonathan Majors for Quantumania, Guardians <laughs> doesn't top the, the Guardians in general... Secret Invasion turns out to be a dud. Loki, nobody new steps up. The Marvels, nobody new steps up. Like, this could all happen. <laughs> um, and I guess we should end... So, you know, our four names to recap are uh, Jeremy Renner, Clark Gregg, Letitia Wright, Paul Bettany. They join... So are we agreed Are we agreed on the performance they're in, though, for? So it's Renner for Age of Ultron. I, it doesn't gotta be. <laughs> I would lean Hawkeye over Ultron, but... I'm fine with Ultron being the one. I think come he's... with me on my come with me on my like insane journey to I... boost Age of Ultron on our. <laughs> I mean, look, no one likes the Age of Ultron more than me. I think possibly in the world, but like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think that like the the bond with Kate over time, and like you know the Ren Fair and him with his kids and the deaf act, you know when he's when his hearing aid isn't working. Fine, talk me into it. But can I get Bethany for Age of Ultron? Sure, knock yourself out. I was born yet. I was only born yesterday. I mean, come on. Yeah, and you know he's Jarvis before that in the same movie. So yeah, and then he's scared while James Spader rapes him digitally. (laughs) Uh, We got Clark Gregg for Avengers and. Uh, Letitia Wright for Black Panther 1 yes. which means that, that we now have four picks from Black Panther 1 alone which, <laughs> I, I mean, mean that was threatening to happen when we did this the first time <laughs> it was and we held ourselves back and now we've just ended up with more names from that movie yeah you just put it off later projects are not as good and then you get to go back and say you know what is good Black Panther and Avengers <laughs> 1 and 
<laughs> we've literally added someone from Avengers 1, Avengers 2, Black Panther, and... Uh, and a TV show. And a TV show, yeah, there you go. And, yeah, almost two, almost almost two people from Ultra. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, well, there you go. That's 40 people. We will finally write these up because the version that exists at EnterTheRealWorld.com um, and then the, if you go to the far left, there's Ben and Matt's Marvelous Journey as a as a link to the podcast. Every episode at the bottom, we've got some links to some essays, some lists, some fun extra stuff. There is a version of All Marvel there that is horrifically out of date. We will write new things, update that, republish it so it goes to the top of the site, all of that stuff. Look out for that. In terms of when you next hear from us on Ben and Matt's Marvelous Journey... As it currently stands, this is the format. We come back early each year to do the year before. So you would next hear about us talking about Quantumania. The, the list I just reeled off about the stuff that could be really disappointing. We don't even know what everything is this year because Disney did some ownership things and might be saying, you know what, it is too much. <laughs> and pushing a load of stuff back and canceling I mean, that's thing is, I've, I've heard that, that Wonder Man is filming right now, but like Ironheart and Echo and Agatha are all like question marks if they even come out this year. Yeah. So it's like, who knows what the state of television is? They've mm. they've already potentially renewed Daredevil for a season two, according to Vincent D'Onofrio. So <laughs> that's wild, isn't it? Like a sixteen episode season as well. Like, yeah, so there is. will potentially be more MCU Daredevil almost than there was Netflix Daredevil. <laughs> yep, awesome. Um, so you know that is a kind of question marky, potentially bad slate of things. The passion for doing this is waning a little bit as the MCU gets a bit meh. We have a parachute option of, what if we just do one big bumper special in, like, December of each year, talking about the whole year? Not saying we're going to do that, but we don't quite know when what will next happen with all Marvel, uh, with Ben and Matt's Marvelous Journey. That will depend on how the MCU goes in the rest of 2023. Yeah, I think the options are kind of like, either we, we parachute out and do bumper specials, or we see it through to kind of the end of Secret Wars and see what the the state is after that. Because it could be that like they're going to go like, well, these are now just diminishing returns. We haven't hit a billion since No Way Home, so let's like scroll down on these. It's going to be really fun when they make Jonathan Majors donate his entire salary for Kang Dynasty to charity, and then Doom kills him, and then Doom is in charge of Secret Wars. That's going to be really fun. In terms of when you next hear from us, Benjamin came up with the world's most un- (laughs) SEOable, listenable, engagement podcast imaginable. I mean, the the title we have circled for now, and maybe there'll be a new one by the time we make it, more brackets and less than meets the eye, which is a Transformers <laughs> podcast when we'll be watching a Michael Bay movie and then reading two volumes of the acclaimed Transformers comic by James Roberts, which is more than meets the eye slash Lost Light. Uh, so basically the best and the worst of Transformers. Yeah, I, I basically came up with this idea because Matt is bigly into the comics bigly, and has yes. fallen has fallen down like a massive Transformers rabbit hole recently and kind of like <laughs> wrote me along with him. Yeah. And I am fascinated about kind of the dichotomy of this franchise where like it is a glorified toy advert <laughs> that ended up being like kept afloat by the Marvel UK comics run, I feel <laughs> like in terms of like where the fandom was. Yeah. Um, then a surprisingly good '90s television show came around to kind of like revive the brand for mm. for a new generation of of people, 
and then became the biggest franchise in Hollywood for like ten years. Yep. And and was like like Michael Bay's brainchild, but none of the movies are good. No. No. There's and one and he didn't make it. Yeah, and meanwhile, in the comic side, they're building this like really interesting world, then they jettison well, they're not even building like it's kind of like a rote tie-in comic book that kind of like everyone is kind of like shrugging along and that there's occasional good spots and then they jettison the entire concept of transformers which is the decepticons and the autobots are at war and end up having like the best sci-fi hangout book of the 2010s Mm -hmm. happening like side by side with three michael bay transformers movies yeah it's red dwarf it's firefly it's it's whatever you want it's just a fun hangout and there happens to be space and robots and shit um, so yeah, I don't know how that's going to do. It could be our biggest podcast we've ever done on the site because there are a lot of Transformers freaks out there that just need that sweet, sweet content. Or absolutely zero people could listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we will be alternating. So we're not going to be like coming into this for like five weeks in a row, just going like, and we've watched another Michael Bay movie <laughs> and I want to like lobotomize myself yeah. on mic. It's, it's um, bouncing back and forth. So one movie, two volumes of comic, one movie, two volumes of comic etc um yeah i i finished my huge project at work so i've got more free time now to like (laughs) i was reading every single comic in the the idw run and i made about four volumes in so now i've got like free time again i'm gonna like pick up that because i'm at a point where like matt has read a lot of but not all of yeah I, I'm not willing to go back as far as you have but uh, i think we'll have some sort of like episode zero-y type thing to start it off so we'll give you time notice if you want to read and watch along with us we'll make sure you get your assignments in time uh but yeah that will yeah, be we'll, coming we'll in a few episode, months we'll do an episode zero which will just be us talking about beast wars <laughs> just our experiences with transformers and kind of this again but longer yeah so we're going to try and tie that in in theory with rise of the beasts i will plot out how long it's going to take okay anyway that is when you will next hear from us we look forward to it and then there's something else after that to experiment with. But for now, this has been Ben and Matt's Marvelous Journey for another year. Uh, yeah, 2022. Um, <laughs> extreme highs and lows. Weird that it kind of, I think, in some ways ended up being lower overall, maybe, than 2021. Um, maybe not. I'm, we don't need to get into that. But yeah, thank you once again, Benjamin, for a year's worth of reviews. And uh, I will see you on Cybertron I was uh, nope because Michael Bay doesn't like Cybertron <laughs> I'll see you on Earth motherfucker <laughs> well I mean Robert spends very little time on Cybertron as well we'll be aboard the Lost Light yeah okay having okay. space adventures okay but for now uh Excelsior Excelsior Excelsior